Alright, hello and welcome to Med Talks, conversations by medical students for medical students. I'm Deborah and this is my partner Joey. Good morning guys. Um, and for this new season of Med Talks, we're just focusing our attention on the wide spectrum of healthcare professionals. Um, and the reason that we decided to do this is because we feel that med students and doctors don't always really fully understand the role of other healthcare professionals, nor pay them the respect they deserve. Uh, so that being said, let's empower and educate ourselves. Thank you, Debbie. Um, it's lovely to be back in studio and here to record another episode. Also, a warm welcome to all of our listeners. Thank you for giving this episode a listen. We appreciate your support. Please leave us some feedback. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. And send us an idea and maybe you can be our next guest star. <laughs> Moving on to today's topic, where we will be speaking about nursing science. Um, we are fortunate enough to welcome Amy Fast to the show today. And we're very excited to be chatting to her. How are you doing today, Amy? Good, thanks. It's nice to have you here. Yeah, welcome, welcome. I'm really excited about this episode. And I was just saying, it's before we even started this, it's, it's nice to finally actually speak to a nurse because we don't actually interact that much with, with you guys and we don't really know what you do. So, And I mean, we should be working very closely together. So, I mean, as students, we don't really get that exposure. But it's a relationship that's sorely lacking. Yeah, 100%. Um, we always see each other in the wards. Eh? Yeah, but I mean, we don't really, you know, anyway. Mm. Um, so I think let's do, dive right into the cliche personal question. Um, what made you decide to study nursing? Um, so from when I was little, I always wanted to be a nurse. It was mm -hmm. crazy. Like, actually, a lot of people tried to convince me, like, become a doctor. And I'd always just go back to nursing. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I think, I think... At the end of the day, people see this thing of doctors. It's like not a team. It's not a team look at people. Yeah. It's more like the doctors are there and nursing is like one step below doctors. And it's not like that. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know if you guys would agree, but it, no, it sometimes 100%. comes across like that where it's like oh, when much. you mention, I want to do, I want to be a nurse, people automatically go, but why not a doctor? Yeah. Um, what didn't you get into med school? Yeah. <laughs> no, so, why do you want to work underneath yeah, doctors yeah, or something like yeah. that? Yeah. So I would say probably the, the main reason why I became a nurse um, would be to just help people who are less, like mm. who are sick and vulnerable. And I think you as a nurse, I mean, from what I observe, you guys actually have a lot more exposure with that. You have a lot more patient relationship than, yeah. than we get to have. Yeah. And I think it's just a different, it's just a different relationship. Like, I think it's not that it's, nobody is um, more superior or yeah. like, better learned. It's just, it's a different profession. Yeah. Um, that's ultimately what it comes down to is that like nurses have their scope of practice and doctors have theirs and we need to learn how to work together hand in hand in order to get the best outcome for the patient. I 100% agree with it. And it, finally, someone said it. <laughs> um, so when and where did you study nursing? Um, I studied nursing at Tux um, and I was studying from 2014 and I graduated in 2017 and then did my so four-year four course. Four-year course, yeah. Jeez, yeah. quite intense, eh? Um, were you in res or did you stay in private accommodation? No, I actually, I, I had the privilege of staying at home, which really helped. Um, it's yeah. lovely when your parents get to yeah. cook and do your laundry for you. Yeah, and when you have like a rough day at work, you can just come home and be like, why am I being exposed to this when I'm so young? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, thinking back on, you know, some of the things that we've seen, it can definitely be tried 
quite traumatic. So it's yeah. great to have your support system. Yeah. Or your boys wearing a dress. Or your boys. <laughs> I mean, yeah. for those of us that didn't live at home. Um. So how was your experience at university as a nursing student? And could you just tell us a bit about the certain challenges, such as the notorious long hours that you faced as a student? Yeah. Um. I... I mean, I think every every degree has its has its disadvantages, and um, I must say it was quite an adjustment to go from because I after I studied after I matriculated I went straight into studying, yeah, and then from the Feb you start working in the hospital. Oh wow, so they like, throw you right into it. Yeah, eh? it's like there's no there's no getting used to nursing. No, it's what? like on it's like three years for us before we expose literally to before they're like. gonna let us touch anything. <laughs> it's crazy. Like some of my um, thankfully didn't happen to me because I think I might have failed. Mm-hmm. Um, but like some of my friends on their first day were busy having to deal with like resussing. What? And stuff. And I would not put any like, no, 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 no. It was insane. Like, because then you, obviously you like chat to your friends after shift. Yeah. And then they're like, oh my word, I um I resussed today. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm so ha, glad ha, I didn't ha, have yeah. to do that. <laughs> what did you even do? Yeah. <laughs> How do you know what to do? So technically... They just, in all honesty, in first year, they just tell you, like, run and get the VP machine or... But um, still, that's quite a trauma. I mean, as, you know, you've just walked out of high school and they're like... learning curve. Okay, cool. Here are people that are almost dying. Welcome. Yeah. It's very... I can imagine it can be very traumatic. But sometimes being thrown into the deep end also, it works to a certain extent. Yeah, no, it's true. It doesn't absolutely traumatize you, but yes. (laughs) It it does. I mean, it's it's something definitely to get used to because, I mean, even... Even like a bed bath, I remember it was such a. Mm. It was like oh, actually right, now to bed I have bath. To bed bath. <laughs> like what the heck? <laughs> yeah, and that's kind so. of you know it comes with the territory. I guess we all have really like disgusting things that we have to deal with yeah. in this profession. Yeah. Jeez, a bed yeah. bath. I've never even considered that. Like how like when you see a patient, it's like the most we have to do is just like, would you please undress so I can examine you? Not. I'm going to clean you now. Yeah. I'm, going to, I'm going to ask you to undress. Got to get comfortable with it, I suppose. Yeah, you get, it becomes but like... Second nature, I yeah, guess, as well. Like, Once okay. you've done a few, it's... <laughs> You're stinky. <laughs> just wash you quickly. <laughs> Let me help you out. Some roll-on. Yeah. <laughs> Spray. Like, yeah, what cologne would you like? <laughs> yes. No, exactly. Here's the wide selection. But yeah. I mean... I think, yeah, as you say, it is, in a sense, it is a good thing that they kind of do throw you in the deep end. I must admit, I'm very glad we got our slow introduction, although it was very frustrating. That took a sweet time, Debbie. Physics and chemistry in first year. No, that wasn't great. Oh. Not gonna lie, didn't enjoy it. But still, it at was. At least we got to experience main campus, though, which is fun. But that's very true as well. But Missing out a whole other life. Yeah. So we definitely s- missed out on main campus. Actually, I must say, yeah, and that's holidays. <laughs> oh wow! That was a thing. Yeah, I've heard that you had to work hours on holidays. Could you tell us more about that? Yeah. So, um, they hold over you from day one that you have to get four thousand practical hours before you can qualify. Oh my so word. It's yeah. a lot of so hours. sell your life. What's, what's four thousand divided by twenty four? Even like how many days of working is that? That's a. It's a lot. That's one. Of, <laughs> it's yeah, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a lot of hours. So in first year, you work every Friday. Um, okay. A twelve hour shift. Every Friday. Yeah, crazy. I feel so like they go so easy on us. They do. We have Fridays off if we want. Well, yeah, you can really take your Friday. Anyway, go on. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Then second year. Second year was a bit of a blur. I can't. I think it's also every Friday, or maybe it's twice a week. I know from third year, it's definitely twice a week. 
oh, wow. that 12 hour shifts and then fourth year it's you only really have two class days and the rest of the time you're working um yeah so it's a lot and then you only get 21 21 leave days per year sure yeah so you can take that when you want but Sounds kind of only like when they approve it. Are working and not studying. Pretty much, basically. Yeah, we only have we only have twenty one. So, in the holidays when everybody breaks away, we work forty hour weeks. Wow. Yeah. wow okay. I'm so, very yeah. That's maybe our degree isn't so bad. <laughs> no, I mean that's really intense. I really did throw you guys into the deep deep end there. I mean we had like two month holidays at once. Even three months, like yeah. you could really stretch it. You <laughs> really could. It was it was a good time. But I mean, I guess because it's only four years and it's super jam packed, but that obviously comes yeah. with its struggles to be studying and basically working a full time job that you're not yeah. getting paid for. Yeah, mm. it, it definitely. Definitely is something to adjust to. Yeah, I'm guessing that first paycheck was really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah. Working for yeah. money, the incentive goes a long way, hey? Okay, well, you said you studied at Tux, and earlier you mentioned before we were doing the podcast that you can study through private, the private sector. Could you tell us more about that? Yeah, so um, Tux offers a, well, when I was doing it, it was a four-year degree. I think mm-hmm. they've actually, if I'm not mistaken, they've changed it now to a three-year degree, and then you don't get, okay, I stand under correction here, mm-hmm. but you don't get all your bars um, okay. for your degree. But then you can study through some private um, colleges, and then, okay. but then it's also a diploma, and yeah, you work in the private hospital. Okay, so you don't really get that government hospital exposure. Yeah, yeah it's very different. Um, I don't really know much about the okay. the private side of um, studying, but I do know that you can study through the colleges. There's also okay. SG College, which is literally just down the road mm-hmm. from Tux. They also um, okay. offer it. And could yeah. you explain a bit about the bars? Yeah. So um, the actual epaulette, the maroon epaulette, yes. it means that you are a general surgical sister okay so oh, okay. um yeah you can basically work in the wards and um trauma theater okay yeah and then um the bars so the yellow one is community which means that you can work in a clinic okay uh, the green one means that you're qualified midwife mm-hmm. and then the black one yeah. yeah the black one is sometimes navy blue but that one is for psychiatry okay yeah so then um, wow, okay. Yeah, when I was doing, when I was studying, third year was your psych year. Okay. So then you go and you mm. work at um, a private psychiatric psych- institute. Yes. Yeah. And then, or Vescopi. So you do okay. two months at Vescopi and then one month in a private institution. Okay. Um, so when, with your degree at Tux, have you been able to get all those bars? Yes. And those aren't the bars that you would be able to get if you went through a private institution? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I really want to check every nurse's bars now. Yes, I want to go I'm to hospital curious. and check those epaulets. Because I've never, I, I mean, yeah. I've never known. That's really, that's I really interesting. I always check it out and then I'm like, what does it mean? <laughs> I don't really want to ask. And yet. <laughs> now we know. <laughs> so the sil- oh wait, there's two others. Sorry. Mm-hmm. There's, um, the silver one is for management and then the white one is for education. Okay. Yeah. And how many bars do you have? I, I have to ask. I have three. Three. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We'll bar it up. <laughs> it's very cool. It's like in the, you know, working up the ranks. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we get bars, Debbie? We need some cool things. We get doctor's jacket. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like, it looks like, what do you call it? Um, those white coats that we had. To, it looks like a 
Science oh, coat. A science. Oh, yes. Called it a lab coat. A it lab coat. Like a glorified lab coat. It basically does. I mean, I did use my lab coat for a while, but anyway. Yeah, same. No, <laughs> so, uh, to be honest. Anyway, moving on. Um, Amy, nurses, like you said, they can occupy a wide variety of roles in the healthcare system. Everything from running primary health clinics, like you said. What I don't know what bar that was, the community one, but yellow, um, yellow, yeah. yellow. <laughs> memory loss. Um, to working long and tiring hos- um, hours in hospital wards, even to running intensive care units. Um, so after obtaining your degree, what are the next steps that are required for you to be able to work in our healthcare system? Yeah. So. Um, after you've got your degree, you can basically go and work in a hospital. You can work in, in a clinic if you have the bar. Um, after that, you can decide to do your postgrad. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. they've really been struggling to get our postgrad stuff up and running. So okay. for the for the last two years, I think they haven't been uh, postgrads, nursing postgrads. Oh wow! Just because of um, they're they're changing the curriculum, so they're okay. trying to review that and get that all finalized. I think it's been two years. Okay. Yeah. And where do you do your postgrad through? Also through... You can also do it through tax or you can do a whole lot of um, short courses or okay. uh, you can also do some things through UNISA. Okay. And some through colleges and yeah, there's lots of options where you can go and do it. But if it's like an actual, um, like internationally recognized something, yeah. then you need to do that through the university. And that's disappointing that tax doesn't have that up and running or UPA yeah. actually. Yeah. So um, not all the things that you specialize in will be a bar. Okay. So you can go and do your trauma qualification. You can go and do your ICU. Um, doesn't mean that you can't work in trauma or ICU. It just means that you're more like you've qualified. just got more qualification to work there. Okay. Mm. It doesn't also mean that you're going to be a better sister. Yeah. In that sphere. Yeah. Like, I of guess e- everything, you know. Um, there's also a lot of things that you can do in public health. So okay. then you can go and work at uh, embassies. And yeah, wow, I had it. no idea. <laughs> yeah. What um, type of work would you be required to do at an embassy? So you basically run there. Okay, it probably differs from embassy to embassy, mm. but you run, they, lots of embassies have their own little healthcare clinic that uh, you will, um, like sort of keep rec- for the staff medical records and, okay. for the staff and for the diplomats. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So, you know what? That doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. I've seen some embassies and they look they look pretty <laughs> they nice. Look pretty nice. Yeah. They are yeah. having a little in the garden, a little cottage. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's true. And and you work the hours. Like I know my one one friend. She went she went to work there, and she gets like that country where she's working. She gets their public holidays as well as our public holidays. Oh, well, public like, holidays. What kind of life is this? <laughs> yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. Does she get lunch breaks as well and stuff like? That? You know, she has. She has pretty good hours. Yeah. Good, good um, standard of living there. Yeah, yes, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to be an embassy doctor, Debbie. I yeah. mean, okay. <laughs> I didn't awesome. even know it was an option, but cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, gee, so you guys actually have it's a very broad spectrum that you can go that you can go into. Um, so what are you busy currently doing at the moment? Um, at the moment, I am working in a cardiac ICU. Okay. Um, and. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes from that. What What's really nice, what I've realized, something that I hadn't actually realized before I stopped studying, was that like if you choose to go into a discipline, you can easily change change your mind and then go into another discipline, which sounds really bad. But I mean, 
like it's inevitable every, yeah every every sphere has its perks to it yeah and its pros and cons you know yeah mm. so yeah we'll see we'll see what happens um, okay so you can experience yeah. like you said one sphere and if it's not working yeah. for you you can move on and that's actually yeah. quite great yeah. keeps it interesting yeah definitely so in my comserv yeah i worked in labor ward oh um, shame Sorry, yeah, no. it, was, it was rough. I don't know, maybe she enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, true, people, that's true. I have it. a huge objection to Obs and Gani. I think that's just been my own experiences. Uh, no, it was pretty, it was, it was, there were like 500 babies being born a at, month. At which like, hospital did you do this? Let's or, not, yeah. I, I don't think I should do it. Okay, yeah. okay. We'll, we'll leave it at that. We, the scary stories might come out and in that case. <laughs> and then, yeah, we Nobody might, should know where it is. <laughs> we might have a problem on our hands. Yeah. Okay. No, but I mean, uh, I can only imagine those hours must have been pretty insane um, working in labor ward. And was it your choice too or did you just no, get placed? I was just placed there. Um, uh, when they gave me, it was really funny because when they handed me my placement, they're like, you're in labor ward. And I literally looked at the matron and I was like, do you have anything in emergency? <laughs> anything she, else? Yeah. Anywhere else? She was like, no, I'm sorry. You have to go there. I'm like, okay, but if anything opens up, please you, remember me. You let me know. So you, yeah. e- everyone just gets placed a comserve post. Can you apply yeah. to certain places? Yeah, so, you, so the way it worked, I think it's changed now. Mm-hmm. But the way it worked for me was um, you, you had to choose three places. Only one of the places could be a tertiary hospital. The other mm. two had to be level one hospitals. Okay. And um, they all had to be, well, for me, I was on a bursary, so they all had to be in Gauteng. Oh, oh okay. okay. And then they had like different groups, basically, and you had to choose one hospital out of the group. So I got sent out of Pretoria. Okay. Um, to a very tiny level one hospital. Fun. It was <laughs> an experience. I'm sure it built your character. How was the, I'm sure it was quite a drive if you stayed at home as well. No, which I actually adds moved, or not. Okay. I moved um, out of Pretoria, yeah, because I was just like, no. Yeah, can't it's deal not with gonna, traffic on yeah, top of your No, like. no, no, no. And they, like, you alternated um, months with night shift and day shift. So, oh, okay. Some, like, on your night's month shift, you would work seven nights on and then seven nights off. So I couldn't drive sure. for yeah, hours back, yeah. back and forth. Actually. Yeah. Understandably. Well, it, it's, it's, um, it's clear that nurses are truly versatile, as you've been saying, working, working in these different wards. Amy, what essential qualities must each nurse have, in your opinion? Wow. Um, probably, firstly, to be caring and to really have the best interests of somebody else who, mm. who is not anybody to you, but your patient, you know, probably to have their best interests at heart. Um, patient. Definitely. They're actually, the other day I was chatting to one of my colleagues and they were saying that a lot of sisters or IC, specifically in ICU, um, they've, studies have shown that they have a bit of ADHD because you have to like multitask so much. Constantly, yeah, I can imagine. Like, then the alarm goes off, then you're doing that, then the family member phones, so then you're answering the phone, then your patient is becoming unstable, so you're mixing all the inotropes and making sure that the yeah. bag's on, and it's like never, it's never it's ending. Time. It's like never, like how it, it's not, there's no routine. Yeah, yeah it's just no a routine, but it's chaotic routine. <laughs> <laughs> Craziness yeah. everywhere. Yeah. That's a good so, one, actually, ability probably, to multitask. Yeah. <laughs> so, just keep track, I guess, of what needs to be, yeah. needs to be done. But definitely patience and, all, all the good things. Yeah. I guess every, every good human needs to possess those qualities. <laughs> I suppose. Spice and everything yeah. Else. yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so in your opinion, um, do you think there's a stigma attached around being a male nurse? Um, 
There probably is. There shouldn't be, um, but there probably is. Yes. Yeah. There probably is. I I didn't have any male nurses in my year. Oh, wow. Oh, actually, I lie. I did. They sort of blended into the background. So there probably is a stigma. <laughs> probably, yeah. yeah. So I think we had about two guys in our year. Oh, wow. Um, I think during varsity, there definitely is a stigma. But as soon as you transition into a hospital, it's almost like they really are valued um, Which they should be, hundred yes, percent. I mean, I, I hands down, male nurses they are a lot stronger. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I know it's controversial, but you but need that. There's a lot of physical work. That yes, needs to be like done. they can really help you mm-hmm. um, turn patients and lift patients, and a lot of male patients are more comfortable with them. Yeah. Which makes sense because. Yeah. Vice versa, female patients are less comfortable with them. Yeah. So there definitely is a place for them in nursing. 100%. Yeah. I wish, just gotta like preach that to the crowds, you know, make but them I feel think, more comfortable. I think it's also, um, like South Africa has got a very different perception to the rest of the world because like overseas, like it's weird to not be ma- nursing and male. Like, yeah. It's like it, giving it, and, yeah, it's and not a nursing. strange thing there. Yeah. It's yeah. like a, it's a norm. Yeah. So, Stuck in the yeah. past, yeah, yeah. actually. But <laughs> I guess it also ties into our whole school system and everything. And then going into varsity, like I know guys don't want to be like, no, I'm studying nursing, or no one like it. It just is that way. And it shouldn't be. There's nothing. Yeah. I completely. I I I think it's because it's it obviously a scene. You know. Being a doctor is seen more as a male profession and being a nurse is seen more mm. as a female p- um, profession. And there really isn't like the gender roles shouldn't come through in that way. It's not true. It's possible for, you know, anyone to be a doctor and anyone to be a nurse. So that's just a stigma that we got to break. This is, this is why we, this is why. <laughs> Thanks to Florence Nightingale, <laughs> trusted little friend. <laughs> So much has been said about the relationship between doctors and the different allied healthcare professionals, such as nurses, physios, OTs. Um, it's a contentious topic because most doctors see themselves at the top of the hierarchy um, of the healthcare system and everyone beneath them, they treat almost, I'm, not, I'm saying most, but some treat them with less, res- less respect than what they deserve or don't always... Integrate them fully into a patient's management, and I think this is something that needs to change. Um, have you ever felt as if a doctor has treated you condescendingly or treated you without the necessary level of respect? Yes. How many times? <laughs> Every <laughs> <Yes>. day. Daily. <laughs> Daily. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And like just now, I mentioned Florence Nightingale, and I don't know if it's from her, but from way back when, it was sort of. Like, even if you look at 1950s, 1940s, it, there was still that very big gap between um, men and women. Yeah. And like you said, um, men, it was the doctor position and women was the nurse position. And I yeah. think it's just filtered through from generation to generation that doctors are above nurses and they're not. Like Absolutely. <laughs> it's they, a complementary system. Yes. It's, it's like everybody's on their same level. Everybody studied their own science. Doctors have their profession, nurses have theirs. So, you know, it's it's very easy to say we need to start working together, but it's the truth. Like, it, yeah. it needs to be said. And I think that it's actually sad that doctors and nurses during study time aren't integrated. Aren't integrated. Because mm. at the end of the day, then it's like, 
We don't even know but how your to. Closest colleague at the end of the yeah, day, like, yeah. actually. You don't yeah. even. You're not even always aware on how to like address nurses or how to involve them in your management plan, or you're not even aware of what nurses actually do. And it, as you said, it is a complementary thing. I mean, our hospitals and our clinics would not exist without nurses like absolutely like we would not have a healthcare system if it wasn't for nursing so i think it's so arrogant of doctors to think that oh no we're the end all and the be all it's not the case at all um we would not be able to manage a ward we would not be able to see patients if it wasn't for the nursing staff our patients would probably die because no one's taking care of them so i think that's like a hundred percent something that needs to be addressed and it's so nice to finally have your perspective because we see it and it's not something that I tend to agree with, but it is definitely something that has filtered down. And it's like an attitude that's passed on, you know, from doctor to student. So it's something that definitely needs to be on the change. And that is actually true. I know when I was studying, you'd always say, oh, the third years are so nice. Like, yeah, like so friendly because they want because obviously I think like we were in first years, it's, it's new. The environment's new. You need to find things and stuff. And then there was like always something that would go around between the nurses. Like what happens between um, fourth year and fifth year and fifth year and sixth year? We're like, what is like, happening yeah. here? Like, <laughs> why do you change so much? Why do you become horrible? Yeah. yeah. And At the end of the day, we look at doctors or our seniors kind of, and we subconsciously um, take or, or adopt their attitude yeah. towards things or take their approach because they are the people that we end up looking up to so it's a whole like yeah system yeah. that's continuously perpetuated yeah. unfortunately and i think in some areas it's good that we take what they you know who they are and what they've learned and then but there's a lot of toxic traits that like we can leave behind yeah and i think that's i think that's i mean just in the generation that we're in it's like a culture that's kind of stepping more forward and standing up for themselves and being like, this isn't right. Like, we don't have to be this anymore. So I think it's definitely a step forward. And I think it's definitely not every doctor. Like, no, it's definitely, it it becomes, at the end of the day, it's everybody's choice how they're going to behave. And like, people, people will treat you the way that they treat you because of them, not because of you. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, at the end of the day, it's everybody's individual decision of how to treat them. Because, I mean, yeah. I'm sure you've encountered some rude sisters. And that's also not okay. Yeah. Um, and surprisingly, you know. way more rude doctors than rude sisters, if I'm going to be honest with you. Like, doctors are... So, when they're in a bad mood, they can be very emotionally abusive. And unfortunately, but... Yeah, you're so right. At the end of the day, it is it does come down to, like, who you are as a person. And also learning to not take them personally like it's not a reflection of yourself it's a reflection of them as you say it's in one ear out the other just a smile and a nod (laughs) okay cool (laughs) thanks bye you do you (laughs) yeah um well amy what can we do to solve this issue of the doctor nurse relationship does it start as a student maybe student integration of the degrees maybe more yeah i mean i i don't know that's a tough one because um i know both both the degrees are so jam-packed so it almost seems a bit overwhelming to say Mm. now we have to integrate it more but i mean um yeah i don't know that's a really tough question one for the listeners to think about yeah Yeah. and for us actually i think i I think think, yeah i think probably it, it takes every individual making a decision like i'm not going to be influenced yeah. By, 
by the culture that is so prevalent in my profession, you know, and mm-hmm. just to, to rise, rise above the culture as difficult as it is. Yeah. And call out the discrepancies, you know, yeah. to have the courage to call them out. Cause that's, I think the only way through communication that we're actually going to change this. Yeah. Through communication and awareness. Mm. Um, okay. So as a nurse studying and having worked in the public health care system, you've naturally seen a very wide variety of cases and met very interesting cases. Could you maybe share a story or two about a patient that you just can't forget? That you will never forget. Sure. Um, <laughs> sure you have a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably one that I would really say was it was scary at the time, I'll mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah. Um, so I had worked in labor ward and then I had actually gotten transferred to emergency departments and I was working in the emergency department. Thankfully, your yeah, yeah. wishes came true. <laughs> My wishes came true in a very real sense. I also was exposed to a lot, a lot but yeah. I was very grateful to be out of um, labor the ward. labor ward because it was very intense. Like in the labor ward, you deliver sometimes um six babies by yourself just you the, the sure. lady delivering and the baby being born wow. and then you would do everything from the delivery to making sure that the like postnatal care mm. um making sure that the baby's all right doing all the paperwork My word. and then the next You're like the okay next on to the next yeah. let's go you must and, be an expert yeah, yeah and you would have now, like, like wow. six patients to yourself so I you'd trust have you to deliver my baby yeah. <laughs> <laughs> honestly no, I mean, like like if, if any family member ever needs to deliver and you're in the area i got it so, <laughs> yeah <laughs> actually i just steer clear of like really far pregnant women now like in the mall <laughs> i'm just like, like no, 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 i'm no. backing away <laughs> like you have fun there i can't help you yeah so um I'd had my seven months there, delivered like 124 babies in those seven months. Crazy, crazy times. I can only Um, imagine. Moved on to emergency department. I was like, okay, this is, it's all right. Like, it's fine. Um, So on this one day, they, they called me. They're like, you have to come now. And it was um, in the town where I was working. They had these first responders. So they weren't really trained paramedics. Okay. If somebody was in distress or needed help then they would escort the people to the hospital okay. with their little lights on their car okay. just to um, steer clear of other people like just yeah. giving them away so it was a really good system that they had so they rushed in they like called called us and I was um, probably the closest one to them so I went out I need to find this lady in this like 1400 bucky mm-hmm. um, just like chilling in the back she's like fully laboring um oh my word you and, thought, and you thought you had gotten rid yes and i was like <laughs> jokes on you okay okay so i like check her out i'm like okay she was having a breach delivery so oh. i was like okay let's just can somebody go and call the doctor <laughs> personally someone get a gynecologist secondly no no we don't have those oh wow not at that hospital we just have like, just the doctor then just, just the doctor <laughs> um remind me not to want to work at that hospital yeah i'm <laughs> not going to be in that position can somebody also just get a stretcher so the doctor comes out and she's like okay we need to get her up to labor ward and i'm like there is no way this lady is even making that stretcher and let alone labor ward. labor ward. So back of the 1400 bucky is yeah. what you're saying yeah so okay. they're not the most sterile place but no 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 Sterile was out of the window. <laughs> like no, that She's wasn't even the back of <laughs> Give it a scrub. <laughs> yeah. So okay. then um 
because the doctor wasn't really experienced in labor, she's like, okay, do you know how to deliver this baby? And I'm like, um, well, in theory, I mean, I have <laughs> I could help you, kind of. <laughs> oh, my word. So, yeah. That what baby an was, experience. That baby was delivered. Um, thankfully, it was her fourth baby. Oh, wow. So, that I was really grateful for because... So, what do you what do, do, right? So, the feet come first. So, the feet come first. Yeah. Um, thankfully, it was... Both feet coming first. Yeah, because okay, that would yes, be a problem one. if yeah. one got like <laughs> if one was stuck. Yeah. Like, and there's That's no ways that on. you can like push the baby back and go and do a Caesar because already like up to the knees were already birthed. Oh, so, wow. so that baby's coming out whether sure whether you like it or not. Yeah, eh? yeah. Okay. And then, um, you basically the baby. You just it's a lot of a. The delivery itself is a lot slower than a normal delivery. Oh, wow. So you allow gravity to... Just do the thing. Kind of slowly. (laughs) Yeah, so the baby sort of hangs, and then the head still rotates um, within the pelvis. It's kind of... I'm just seeing complication or thinking of complication. (laughs) Complication after complication. But that, you know, umbilical cord, where is it? (laughs) Yeah, where is the umbilical cord? Oh, and also, sorry, I forgot to mention, slight slight problem yeah she had a cord prolapse and it was a freezing freezing day like <sighs> it was it was so cold oh um, my word on that day it was the coldest day in our winter that we were having and she decided to have and her she, breach cord like cord prolapse delivery yeah. in the back of a ducky yes <laughs> could have it timed was, it better it was she must have been so, so cold and the poor baby as well because there was, was the bucky outside still yeah the bucky um, was still outside in like the ambulance the- bay um, so the wind was blowing because it, it was like on top of a hill. So it's like the wind oh. was blowing there. Sounds it's, like a it's nightmare. It's cord prolapse. So you can't really, like the cord should not get cold because yeah. then the baby doesn't get yeah. blood. So, um, oh my word. Yeah, that happened. And the baby actually came out with pretty good Apgars. Yeah, well done to was, that baby, a real know. survivor. Well, well done to the nurse there, actually. <laughs> I was throwing that baby Amy, out. Well I was like, no, I was like, this baby, <laughs> this baby ain't dying fine. on me today. <laughs> Jeez, that yeah. is a very intimidating actually, great story. great story. That yeah, is, no. wow. Was, and I you would, lived and breathed it. I'm, that's remarkable. I'm yeah. very impressed. Yeah, shame. It was definitely a story to be told. Not something that I imagine you'd want to relive. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it was It was very stressful. I can like. Because um, also it's a 1400 Bucky. So her mom was sitting behind her, like holding her up. And then, yeah, that's pretty much the space gone. Yeah, so, it's not a big, okay, yeah, whatever. Uh, what yeah, so and then she was like. sort of diagonal on the, in the Bucky, in the bed of the Bucky. Mm-hmm. And then it was just me. I was literally like squatting on the flap that comes mm-hmm. out, yeah. on the boot flap. Um Trying to... That yeah. must be so uncomfortable. How'd your knees make it? And weren't you like squatting for quite some time? I definitely felt it the next day. I'll say that. <laughs> oh, I my ankles, my knees. to like knees put you off childbirth. I really hope she didn't have another kid after that. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yeah. It's possible. In the areas where I was working. It's, it's very brave. They were like... Because there was... Her two kids were in the front like sort of looking... Oh so, my word! Yeah. And the story there. just keeps on... Just yes. escalating. Yeah, it just gets worse and worse. Jeez, Wow. Well, that's quite a high note to end things on, I must say. Um, thank you so much for coming in and sharing your insights and sharing your stories. It's been absolutely wonderful. Nice. Thanks for having me. You. Um, and then, yeah, just to our listeners, guys, let us know what you think, how you feel about things. Drop us a DM. 
Um, and thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for your support. We really hope you enjoy today. Um, I think it's very informative and I think obviously once again, a lot of great things that we can learn from. Definitely agree with that one, Debbie. And just a big thank you again to Amy for joining us today. It's really been great having you on the show, getting the nurse perspective. I think it's something all of us medical students and eventual doctors need to keep in mind is that professional respect yeah. relationship. 100%. And yes, this is MedTalk signing out. Bye.